Welcome to Have You Heard the AABP Podcast. My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich. I'm the Executive Director of AABP. Today we are joined by Dr. Felipe Peña-Masca and Dr. Sandra Godden to discuss a paper that is available online and will be published in Volume 58, Number 1 of the Bovine Practitioner. This is a companion paper to a project that we did a previous podcast on. And the ti- this title is Methods of Processing Recycled Manure Solids Bedding on Midwest Dairy Farms 2, Relationship Between Bedding Characteristics and Bedding Bacterial Count. Do you have clients that are using recycled manure solids? What is their processing method for those recycled solids? How can you evaluate bedding bacteria counts? And what are some characteristics that influence bedding bacteria counts? Stay tuned for more information as we walk through this paper. Welcome to our show, Felipe and Sandra. We're going to start with Felipe. Felipe, please introduce yourself to our guests. Hello, Fred and Sandra. It's nice to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to participate in the podcast. My name is Felipe Peña Mosca. I was born and raised in Uruguay, a small country in South America where cattle production is of significant importance. In fact, my family owns a big farm cattle. So I have been exposed to cows since I was a child. I earned my DBM and my master's degree in my home country. Additionally, I worked for around four years in commercial dairy farms at the Veterinary College in Uruguay. In 2019, I joined the University of Minnesota, where I completed my PhD in 2023. I was advised by Dr. Caixeta and Dr. Godden. And I'm currently working as a postdoc at Cornell University under the supervision of Dr. Daryl Naidam. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Felipe, for joining us. And Sandra, please introduce yourself. Thank you, Fred. Yes, and also thanks for the opportunity to be here. My name is Sandra Godden. I was born and raised on a dairy farm in eastern Ontario, Canada, trained at the University of Guelph, got my DVM there, practiced a couple of years, went back, did some graduate training. And for the past 25 years, I've been here at the University of Minnesota College of Veterinary Medicine doing professional veterinary student teaching and applied research, mostly in the areas of mastitis control and calf health. I guess also I'm currently the past president of AABP. Yes, you are, Sandra. Thank you so much to both of you. And today we're going to be talking about it's phase two of a paper that was published in the Bovine Practitioner. Sandra and I did a podcast on the first paper in this series, which was published in volume 57, number two. This paper is online and will be in volume 58, number one of the Bovine Practitioner, which is not in print yet, but we post our papers online now in advance of that print. The title of this paper is Methods of Processing Recycled Manure Solids Bedding on Midwest Dairy Farms 2, Relationships between Bedding Bacteria, Between Bedding Characteristics and Bedding Bacterial Count. That's a mouthful, but we're going to walk through this paper as a follow-up of the paper that Sandra and I discussed in another episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, check that one out too. And as always, we recommend that you go to the website and read the paper so you can see the images, charts, and graphs that are in each publication. So Sandra, we're going to start off with you. And why was this study done 
as a companion study to the previous publication that we just mentioned? Sure. I guess I'll start, Fred, by just reminding people of the, the previous paper, just in case they haven't read it or if it's been a while. So just backing up a couple of steps. Most of us are aware that biosolids or recycled manure solids bedding has gotten and continues to get more and more attention and is adopted more frequently by farms due per, to perceived advantages like reduced costs and availability as compared to some of our other more commonly used bedding materials, at least historically more commonly used. But the but is, and I think field observation would tell this to be true as well as that previous study you referred to, we've observed that on average herds using biosolids bedding run the risk of having worse utter health. And this is directly attributed to increased bacteria counts, specifically mastitis pathogens in the bedding. But we also know that some herds use biosolids bedding and somehow achieve low bacteria counts in bedding and good utter health. And so that's where that earlier study that you referred to, Fred, comes in. So in that companion manuscript, it describes us doing a study where we identified herds using different types of processing methods. So some herds were using green or raw manure solids bedding. Others were using anaerobic digested or digesters prior to producing their solids. Still others were using mechanical hot air drying or in some cases drum composting. And what we saw in that study was that in particularly farms using the drum composting or the hot air drying, those farms had lower bacteria counts in the ready-to-use solids as well as improved udder health and particularly for the, the hot air drying herds, improved milk production as compared to herds using either digested or green solids bedding. So That was all really interesting. It taught us that these processing systems, some of them can work well, achieving low bacteria counts and and pretty decent other health. But getting to the current paper, the next question that came from that is how, just how are these processing systems achieving, achieving this? How are we getting lower bacteria counts? So we can speculate that one obvious mechanism would be that these processing techniques are knocking down bacteria counts just through the direct effect of heating, just simply killing bugs, reducing bacterial viability. And that's an obvious explanation. But in addition to the heating effect, we wondered if it might be possible that these processing methods worked through other additional indirect mechanisms to reduce bacteria counts in both the unused and the the used bedding installs. For example, we wondered if maybe they could change the dry matter, because we know from previous studies that many people have done, drier bedding is better. It supports lower bacterial growth. Or we wondered if these processing methods could possibly alter the bedding characteristics like pH or the nutrient or substrate availability, because we know nutrients are necessary to support bacterial growth. So uh, we just wanted to do a deeper dive into the data set and explore whether or not these processing methods were impacting bedding characteristics that are themselves associated with bedding bacteria counts. And if so, we just want, we just wanted to understand what of these processing methods were doing so, what are the bedding characteristics that were important, and so on. Let's review also, Sandra, because I think it's important to both papers, the processing methods for these recycled manure solids that were evaluated. What were those? Yeah, so like the the negative control group, the cohort of herds is uh, raw or green solids. So slurry simply goes through a screw press and 
the, the material coming out the other side is your ready-to-use bedding. So that's, like I mentioned, our control group. Then we enrolled cohorts of herds that used one of three different other types of processing methods as well. So the second cohort used anaerobic digesters. So here the slurry is obviously going through an an anaerobic digester at um, roughly 100 degrees Fahrenheit, give or take, for roughly 15, sometimes longer days. And then the slurry goes through the screw press, and now you've got digested solids ready to put under cows. So that was the second method. The third method we wanted to evaluate was mechanical drum composting. So here the raw slurry goes through your screw press first, then it enters this slowly rotating drum where it mixes with hot air. It's held at roughly 100 degrees Fahrenheit, sorry, 150 degrees Fahrenheit for roughly one day before exiting. Now you've got ready to use solids. And then the fourth and final processing technique we looked at in this study was mechanical hot air drying. So here the slurry goes through the press. Now you've got press solids and then it enters this hot, very hot drum. It's roughly 700 degrees Fahrenheit at entry, 130 degrees Fahrenheit at exit, and it takes roughly 15 minutes to go through the whole process. So those are our four cohorts of different types of processing methods evaluating. Again, raw, anaerobic digestion, mechanical drum composting, or mechanical hot air drying. And we have three objectives in this companion paper, and then you all had a working hypothesis for each one. Can you walk us through those objectives, please? Sure. Yes. Three objectives, as you said, Fred. The first objective was to investigate the relationship between the various bedding characteristics and bedding bacteria counts in ready-to-use solids. And we hypothesized that lower dry matter, lower pH, or a change in abundance of certain nutrients that might support bacterial growth, such as organic matter, total nitrogen, soluble nitrogen, water-soluble carbohydrates, we invest, excuse me, we hypothesized that these things would be associated with an increase in bedding bacteria counts in ready-to-use solids. So that was the first objective. The second objective was to examine if the type of processing method used was associated with any of the important bedding characteristics that we identified in objective one. For example, if either dry matter, organic matter, nutrient levels, etc., were associated with bedding bacteria counts, we wanted to know if the processing method impacted those bedding characteristics. So that was, yeah, the second objective. And specifically within that, we wanted to know if the drum composting or the hot air drum drying hugely impacted those important bedding characteristics. So comparing the characteristics pre versus post composting or pre versus post drying. So we hypothesized here, excuse me, that the drying or the composting systems would produce changes in those bedding characteristics that were previously identified in objective one as being associated with lower bedding bacteria counts. And if so, that would partially at least explain why drying and composting seem to be working. The third objective was to investigate whether bedding characteristics in the ready-to-use bedding or practices in the barn after bedding goes out into the stalls were associated with bedding bacteria counts in the used solids after placing it in the stalls. So here we hypothesize that bedding characteristics in the ready-to-use solids, for example, let's say increased dry matter, 
as well as certain management practices, for example, bedding management in the stalls or in alleyways, manure management, might be associated with reduced bacteria counts in bedding in the used solids collected from stalls. And let's talk about your data set of herds. Where were the herd locations? What type of dairy herds were they? Yeah, so these are typical Midwest freestall dairy herds. They tended to be a little bit on the the larger side. There were 29 systems enrolled. They were milking over over 400 cows per. On average, it was 1,700 cows, ranging between, yeah, 400 on up to a little over 5,000 cows per herd. They were... I located in either Minnesota or Wisconsin. And yeah, all just typical freestall herds. Finally, Sandra, last question for you. What bedding samples were taken and and what type of laboratory analysis was done? And I'll remind our listeners, Sandra really did a good description of how they did bedding cultures in the last podcast, but tell us what you did for this part of the study. Sure, friend. So the herds were uh, visited twice, once in um, late summer, early fall of 2019, and again in January of 2020. So we had a summertime period and a wintertime period. At each visit, we had the herd owner or manager complete a questionnaire describing the housing, bedding management, manure management, and some of their other practices associated with mastitis control and milk quality. And we collected bedding samples. So both for the ready-to-use bedding samples, those are collected in both seasons. So for herds that were using either the green solids, raw solids, or digested solids, we collected a single ready-to-use sample immediately after exiting the screw press. And for those farms that were using a secondary processing step, such as the drum composting or the hot air drying. Two, two samples were collected. One was post-press but pre-processing, and the second was post-processing, so post-exiting the drum a composter or dryer, and that would have been the ready-to-use sample. In the winter months, we also collected used samples out of the stalls, and so those were, yeah, those were collected as well so that we could then compare ready-to-use versus the used all of these bedding samples are placed in a Ziploc bag. They are pressed out of the mixed well, chilled, and then frozen within eight hours of collection, and then shipped back to the University of Minnesota Lab for Utter Health, where we did routine cultures for total coliform count, Klebsiella count, staph or staph species, and then strep or strep-like organisms. So that was the bacterial culture. And then split samples were sent off to other two other labs. One paired sample was sent to the Dairy One Forage Lab in Ithaca, New York, where they did our bedding characteristic testing, including dry matter, ash, total nitrogen, soluble nitrogen, and water-soluble carbohydrates using wet chemistry analysis. And then they also calculated organic matter. And then a second split sample was analyzed here in Minnesota for pH. All right, Felipe, we're going to talk about some of the results of the project with you. So let's start off and discuss the results of objective one. And as a reminder, this objective was associations between bedding characteristics and bedding bacteria count in ready-to-use solids. What did you find there? Yeah, for this specific objective, we ran a bunch of linear regression models in which the explanatory variables were each of these bedding characteristics that we investigated, such as dry matter, organic matter, 
uh, total nitrogen, soluble nitrogen, water-soluble carbohydrates, or pH. And then the outcome were the bedding bacterial counts, all in ready-to-use solids. In these multivariable regression models, we found that dry matter and organic matter were the only bedding characteristics associated with bedding bacterial count. Specifically, increased dry matter was associated with reduced counts of coliforms, strep, and staff. And increased organic matter was associated with increased coliform counts as well as staph counts. Other bedding characteristics uh, were not associated with bedding bacterial count in radioactive solids. Final processing system was also forced into the models and was associated with bedding bacterial count even after controlling for these important bedding characteristics. And this effect could theoretically be attributed to the direct effect of heat on microbiability. However, it's always possible that other unmeasured factors are involved. And you mentioned a little bit about the processing system. That was objective two. What were the associations between the processing system and bedding characteristics and ready-to-use solids? Yes, in our second objective, we wanted to investigate the association between the processing method and the bedding characteristics. And we wanted to focus on these important bedding characteristics that were associated with bedding bacterial count. And we found that dry matter was associated with processing system. Specifically, dry matter was higher in farms using dried solids compared to other systems as well as in, in the post-dry samples compared to the pre-dry samples. However, it was not different in farms using composted solids, and also organic matter did not vary across processing systems or in response to processing, that this was the other bedding characteristic that was related to bedding bacterial count. Therefore, these findings could potentially explain why dry, dry solids had a lower bedding bacterial count compared to green and digested solids, but it does not explain the reduced bedding bacterial counts in composted solids. And it supports the notion that for composted solids, the decrease in bedding bacterial counts may be associated to direct heat exposure rather than a mere increase in dry matter or other changes in investigated nutrients. How about objective three? The factors that were associated with bedding bacteria counts in the recycled manure solid, used recycled manure solids, bedding collected from the stalls. So what were the factors when we pull that bedding out of the stalls? What were those factors on bedding bacteria counts? Yes, in this last objective, we wanted to investigate the, association, the factors associated with bedding bacteria counts in used solids. And in particular, we wanted to know bedding characteristics in ready-to-use solids or hair management practices that were associated with bedding bacteria count in used solids. In multivariable models, we found that organic matter in ready-to-use solids were positively associated with bedding bacterial count in used samples. We also found that bedding bacterial counts in ready-to-use solids have a positive association with counts of staph and Klebsiella, but not coliforms or strep. And lastly, we found that uh, the use of shallow bedding systems had a higher bedding bacterial count in used samples compared to those that used deep bedding. And this finding is consistent with previous reports and could be attributed to the fact that the reduced amounts of bedding allow freestyle surfaces to become more quickly contaminated, and therefore this creates beneficial conditions for bacterial growth. It was somehow surprising that none of the other facility characteristics or bedding manual management were not associated with bedding bacterial count. And this finding is also conflict with our earlier observation in the previous paper that good ventilation and increased frequency of scrapping contaminated material from the back of stalls 
was associated with improved other health outcomes in hers using recycled manure solids. Thank you for walking us through those results, Felipe. Let's talk about what do you think are the major take-home points from this research for veterinarians who are working with clients who use recycled manure solids for bedding when they're talking about bedding bacteria counts? Yes, the main findings from our study were that uh, bedding bacterial counts in ready-to-use solids can be reduced by the type of processing system, both directly, for example, through the direct effect of heat in case of dry and composted systems that may reduce microbe viability, as well as indirectly through the increased dry matter. We also learned that increased dry matter of ready-to-use bedding should be a goal for producers using recycled manure solids bedding, regardless of the processing method used. We observed also that the reducing counts of Klebsiella and staff in ready-to-use solids were associated with reduced bedding bacterial count in used solids, and this supports the notion that producers should try to place clean bedding into the stalls. In case of organic matter, we found that organic matter levels on ready-to-use solids were associated with a bedding bacterial count in both ready-to-use and used solids. However, um, this was not associated with or could not be impacted by the processing method and therefore may not be useful to monitor or attempt to manipulate. Lastly, other bedding characteristics, such as various, various nutrient contents or pH, were not affected by processing method and also not, they were also not associated with bedding bacterial count in other ready-to-use or use solids, and for this reason may not be of value to monitor or attempt to manipulate, at least as related to other health. And let's talk about some of the limitations that you identified in this study. Yeah, this study has some strengths, such as that we enrolled farms from both Minnesota and Wisconsin that use four different processing systems, and also we sampled them during summer and winter, but it also has some limitations. For instance, we have a small sample size, especially for some of the processing methods. For example, we only had four farms that use composted solids. In addition, um, while the results may be generalized to other similar climates, such as Northeast US or Canada, generalizing our results to hot, hotter or more arid regions of the US should be done with caution. And lastly, uh, we need to remember this is an observational study, and therefore, uh, it could be some of the results may be explained by biases such as confounding, and this is something that a reason to just be careful when interpreting the results. Thanks, Felipe. And finally, let's talk about some opportunities for further research in using recycled manure solids. Sandra and I discussed that this is a this type of bedding is it seems to be increasing on dairy farms. Seems to be very attractive to dairy farmers for a variety of reasons that she mentioned. And veterinarians have concern with utter health. And what are some areas where maybe we can have more research on maintaining utter health when producers are using this type of bedding? Yes, we actually uh, have another study that was done in summer of 2021. And in this case, instead of focusing on mastitis pathogens, we wanted to also investigate the presence of other microorganisms of interest for bovine health such as Mycobacterium avium subspecies paratuberculosis or Salmonella. And some of these results uh, are in the ABP proceedings from 2022, but just as a take-home message from this study that you can read more in, in the proceedings, uh, we found that the use of either digesters of secondary systems were able to reduce the counts of Salmonella 
and Mycobacterium avium species prior tuberculosis, but the combinations of these systems were necessary to completely eliminate these pathogens. I want to remind our listeners again to go to the paper. There's some really good figures and images, flowcharts in that paper to help you uh, better understand the findings and the various factors and associations with the processing method, bedding bacteria counts, and bedding characteristics. So strongly recommend that you review that paper as well as the first one in this series. I want to thank both of you for publishing this research in the bovine practitioner. Our target audience is practicing veterinarians. So if you have herds that are using recycled manure solids as bedding, this is a great opportunity for you to review some very relevant research to that bedding. Thanks again, Sandra and Felipe, for your time on the podcast today. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Fred. 